0: Chris Kiefer. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome in to another edition, another episode. Thank you for downloading this. We appreciate it. This is the one and only Rocky Mountain RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Race Tech. How are you guys doing out there? Thank you for joining me. And this episode, holy crap, get ready, buckle in. 2023 KTM 300 SX 2-stroke. We're going to talk about two-strokes. I'm going to give you some background about my opinion on two-strokes. We're going to break this bike down in particular. Fuel injected, things that work, things that don't work, things that I've noticed that are a little bit different than your normal two-stroke, and we're going to compare the four-stroke and the two-stroke here, right here, and break it all down and try to make sense of all this because... If there is something near and dear to my heart, it is a four-stroke, but now that this bike has come out and uh, has changed my mind a little bit, there is plenty to talk about here. So, we're going to break all this down and uh, get you some information if you're interested in buying one or if you already have one because a lot of you do. I've got a lot of emails saying, I've got a 300SX and I love it, but I need to know XYZ. We're going to talk about those things right here today. Uh Thank you for joining me. It's been a great 2022 year. We're winding this sucker down our last month of the year. But thank you for all those that have been following what we do. And uh, email me. And hopefully you guys are getting the information that you want right here at Kiefer Inc. Testing. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over seventy-five bucks. Please go to KieferinkTesting.com right now. Click on the RMATVMC banner if you're going to go shopping for this Christmas holiday. And what that does, that kicks you back over there to their website and gives us a slice of what you're purchasing. So thank you for those that are clicking on the banner on my website. It helps us out a lot. And if you guys want to go to fxrracing.com, get yourself some gear for the holidays or someone else, use that KKMX35 code to save yourself 35%. That's a huge, huge discount. And if you're a lady and you want to get a little bit more than the guys, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com. I'll get you a code for the ladies and get you on the trail or the track looking better. FXR Racing does it right. They have a lot of cool things, little vest, jackets, uh lah let's see helium one of my favorite sets of gear revo line clutch line snowmobile stuff all different kinds of stuff over there at fxrracing.com so go visit them and if you guys are winterizing back east your bikes but you want to get some new suspension fluids go to race tech centers they're all over north america they do the best work gold valves if you guys want your engine serviced or maybe a little bit more power, those guys over there can do it all. There's one over here in Corona, is the main headquarters, but they have service centers all over the United States, so go check them out, Racetech.com. Sales at Racetech.com will save you guys some money as well, so use the word Kiefer when you do that, and that'll get you a little bit of a cheaper ride. Not in the quality, just in the price. Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, Screenprintingdun.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lipro, Fasco, and, of course, oldtimersmx.com. You guys are over the age of 40. You want to go racing, get some longer motos in, go check out their website at oldtimersmx.com and see where they're coming nearest you, especially on the West Coast. There's a lot of races going on. All right. Almost four minutes. That's usually the standard time. I rip off some of the commercials, get you a little... uh, Intro going, and um, hopefully you guys had a great holiday. You guys didn't stuff yourself too bad. You're not on the couch just dying because your stomach is just bloated. But, man, uh, I had a great Thanksgiving with the family. Lots of dinner. at our buddy James across the street come over and hang out. Went to my uh, dad's. So overall, was real, really, really good. Nice to unwind a little bit, but we're back to talk about the KTM 300SX. Uh, my guy, Eddie Larrett, and I went and rode this thing last week. I've ridden it a couple more times after that, and I've ridden it at Red Bud uh, in the summertime when Aiden and I did the 2023 KTM intro. So I would say a lot of time on this bike, but enough time for me to give you an opinion, some things that I've figured out that is not so great, some things that are really good, and just break down this machine for you comparatively to a four stroke, because that's what these emails are. <laughs> Are looking like these days in my head in Kiefer 350 or 300 what's faster and you guys can't use the word faster in your descriptions because that is such a loose term what is faster are we just talking about a drag race down the street are we talking about lap times are we talking about torque are we talking about peak horsepower faster is just a loose term what does that mean so don't use that description it's not the correct description to describe a dirt bike sure you can have a a motorcycle that is way faster than any other bike on the dyno, but that doesn't mean it works out on the track. Most of the time, I'm going to use the word most, not all. Most of the time, you can tell how a bike is by feel. This bike couldn't be really good on the dyno, but maybe it feels really good on the track, and that relays into lower lap times. That's what I think people care about that are racing. People that are not racing, and they just want a friendly bike to ride that's easy and doesn't get them tired, also can translate on the track very well comparatively to a dyno that says it's not so great. I don't know how many times that I have gone over with engineers, and I've said this on the show many times, so if you're new, or if you're old, sorry, but if you're new, I've been in many, many projects over my lifetime with these bikes, parts, things that engineers make, and they have this sheet or sheets of their Bible, of all their findings that they've dinoed, um, diagrams, numbers, and here's what works. Here's what I think works on paper, Chris. Go ride this thing. And I have to break the news to them that it just simply doesn't translate into on-the-track feel. So when you're using the word faster, that doesn't necessarily mean it's better. just want to let you guys know that. Now, leading into this, you guys think I hate two-strokes. And I might have used the word hate, maybe. I just don't think I would use it that much. I don't really say the word hate that much. I dislike two-strokes, but I do not hate them. Uh, I think they're fun to ride at times, depending on which bike it is. But for me to ride the way I want to ride, and this is just me personally, I still like to go race um, at times. I have some certain goals per year that I like to do. And to me, a four-stroke fits those and aligns those goals for me the best. A two-stroke simply doesn't do that for me. Now, that doesn't mean those same goals that I have align with what you guys want to do. Some of you guys just want to have fun and go ride a dirt bike with your homies and just have a great time. And some of those uh, things that you like, that two-stroke provides. But for me, I try to give you both sides, the racing side, the fun side. And this is what we're going to do here at the 300SX because this bike actually fits both of those categories very well. And I have yet to feel a two-stroke until now, a two-stroke that does that. So I'm excited about this bike. I've had some words on Twitter about what this bike can provide me maybe going to Loretta's and riding a 300SX because it feels light and it has a four-stroke-like engine uh, character. So uh, it has been a pleasure and, for me, a little bit of of puzzling to ride because it's a very uh, interesting machine um, to start with. It's fuel-injected. It's not direct-inject. I have ridden some direct-inject KTMs in the past and have been uh, underwhelmed. Very smooth. Uh, luggable, but no excitement. Like, just, it's like taking some girl out on a date and she just doesn't talk. She's just a five, kind of like Steve. It's just very vanilla, very bland. You're not going to throw it away, but you're just like, man, I don't really want to revisit that. That's the direct inject feel to me. The fuel injection side of things is more exciting, yet keeps some of that luggable character that the direct inject had. And provides enough bottom end to compete with some of these four-strokes. So this is what the 300 brings. Now, I've ridden it at Redbud, which the mapping wasn't finalized. I got my bike here in California. I live about 3,000 feet. I tested it at Cahia, which is about 3,000 feet. I went uh, to a lower sea level um, elevation, about 1,000 feet. And it does, the engine does have a different feel. The problem, I think, we're going to have, all of us that like this bike or are going to buy this bike, is the closed um, ECU box system. Uh, Like a four-stroke, we can map our ECUs. You know, um, Kawasaki has a coupler system. Yamaha has the power tuner. Um, Honda, um, you can't really do anything to a Honda's box, but... You can buy aftermarket ECUs to help that. So the aftermarket is going to have to step in and help this bike a little bit because from the time I rode it at Redbud, from the time I received my test bike here in California, it has improved. The mapping has improved a little bit, but it is a little bit rich, even near sea level. I've heard some of One of my guys that I used to test with at Honda, Dre Dirks told, told me that his feels a little lean, which is really weird to me. So I've been getting a lot of mixed reviews on what um, the ECU setting is. Now, the hard part is is we can't just go in there and fix the rich feeling. So if we change fuel, we change uh, pre-mix mixture, whatever it is, it's going to affect the delivery and the feel of this engine. So I experimented a little bit. So in stock form, here's what I feel on the track from this Fuel Injected 300SX. It is a little bit rich no matter if I'm in the white or the green map. Now, from what I have was told at KTM, the white map is the mellower map because the power valves do not open 100%. It's 80% power valve opening. The green map has a 100% uh, power opening, which is a little bit cleaner than the white map. I would just leave mine in the green map because it's not that much of a difference um, for engine character. Uh, between the two maps, but I'm just getting a cleaner KTM 300 with that green map. So if you're noticing a little bit of a rich sensation, go to the green map, Green map, but it doesn't really matter because I feel like most of you guys are still going to have that rich feeling. Here's where I get it. Um, right before I land, I rev my bike just to get that power down the ground. It has a rich sensation until about I land and 10 feet out, then it cleans itself out really nice. But if I'm revving it in the air, it seems to have a rich buildup sensation. So I want to try to get rid of some of that. And we're going to talk about what I did without getting the box to try to help that situation. Now, I talked to the guys at KTM. They said 60 to 1 is the ratio for this bike. That's not a lot of oil. So it's not like we can go leaner or less oil. On this mixture, I feel like that would be a little bit detrimental to the spike and make it not last as long. But for the sake of testing, I did try uh, a 40 to 1 ratio, which is a little bit more oil. And I ran VPT2 fuel to see if it cleans it out because I've done this in the past with other carburetor two strokes. I've ran C12, I've ran pump gas. And all of it was at forty to one, but T2 always seemed to clean my bikes out, and that's what it did to this 300, this KTM 300. Now, did I spend 50 hours on a 40 to one ratio? No, so I can't tell you the durability of this premixed ratio because the guys at KTM saying, "Hey, you're running more oil, this bike will run hotter," which is what I, th- which is the opposite of what I thought. I thought. Adding a little bit more oil might make it run a little bit cooler, but I was wrong. Um, Adding more oil obviously makes the bike run a little bit hotter, but coats obviously the insides a little bit better with the added extra oil that you're running. Okay, so hopefully you got all that. So, with going back with the 60 to 1 ratio and the regular 91 super unleaded pump fuel that we run out here in California, it is a little bit rich. I got a couple emails from some guys. Thank you, Mark. Uh, listener mark he raced mini O's in Florida on his 300 and he also noticed something which makes sense to me on the starting line when he's getting ready to you know start and before they drop the gate he revs his bike up he also gets that rich sensation but as he crosses the gate five feet out 10 feet out it cleans itself out so he doesn't have that instant power that he needs to get out of the hole against four strokes very well. So the T2, I feel like, Mark, will help that situation with 40 to 1. Again, going to run a little bit hotter, a little bit more oil, but it actually runs a little bit cleaner. So hopefully you guys can try that if you can afford the fuel. If not, I'm trying to work on a different uh, aftermarket map situation, either with the guys at Vortex or AIM ECU. They're looking at... um, doing some things, as well as Jamie from Twisted Development was going to, me and him are going to go out and try some different things. So hopefully in the next couple months we will have an answer to some of those rich problems, but that is something I wanted to get out there on the top of the show just so you guys know. If you do feel that, that is common, and you can try to help it a little bit with some T2 race fuel. I don't recommend C12 because I've, I've had... Uh, more jetting problems in the past with C12. It's tougher to jet when with carbureted machines, so I didn't even bother with that uh, on this machine. So although C12 runs really well when jetted, I just feel like T2 is less of a headache. It's a pour-in replacement, and uh, for me, it's a little bit cheaper than C12 if you're going that route. Uh, let's let's explain a little bit about the engine. Um, And some of you guys are having some problems, you know, when you're riding your bike and you go in the pitch and you go to turn it off, you hit the start button on accident and it's throwing a code and it's making your bike uh, become richer and you guys can't do anything about it and you got to take it to a dealer. I haven't had that experience yet. I actually did that on purpose just to see because I had the KTM guys out with me. I was like, well, if I could screw it up, I might as well screw it up right now just to see what it does. And I have these guys to, to fix it for me. I pushed the start button on accident when the bike was running, and it didn't throw a code on me. So I don't know if it's hit and miss, if it's, um, or really what's going on, honestly. So I, I talked to the guys at KTM, and they're telling me that there's a way that you guys can fix that without going to a dealership, which I will post up on my website here shortly next week so you guys know how to do that thing. Uh, so don't email me. Don't freak out. I will get to the bottom of that start-stop procedure, and figure out what you guys can do at home so you don't really have to take it to a dealership. Um, okay, so again, two maps on this 300SX. You have the white and the green. We talked about that. I've mostly been in the green. I like that. What What is so special about this 300 engine? So for me, it has enough torque for me to uh, ride a little bit four-stroke-like. You guys have been seeing my social media. I've been talking about this is a two-stroke bike with a four-stroke sole. This is kind of how I feel like it is. I've ridden big bore three, um, 250s with 300 kits in them before. Uh, sure, had some more torque, but I couldn't really lug it. This bike provides me with lugability. Similar to the fact of uh, it runs smoother down low, unlike a carbureted bike where it has more response, has more excitement. Uh, some of you guys are like, that's why I ride two-stroke because I want that. Well, for me... It still has an ample amount of excitement down low, okay? But it has rear wheel traction. This is what I like. For me, that gets me excited when I could come out of a corner on a two-stroke, on the inside, and still be able to do a jump and not light up the rear end. That's exciting for me. So you guys may be a little bit different, but it does have enough RPM low-end response, yet has that rear-wheel traction that I look for in a four-stroke. So this is why I say it's like, a, it's like a three-stroke. It's like a blend of a two and a four, and it gets me going, man, because I'm usually, don't hate, not really into two-strokes because, sure, exciting down low, but when I want to ride it fast, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And for me, at my age, I like to work smarter, not harder, on my motorcycle. So this has a delivery of a smooth character down low, similar to when a four-stroke went from carburation to FI. You know how we all got on that FI four-stroke. We're like, oh, man, it's not as exciting, but it's smoother. And then we got three, four, five years down the road, and it got a little bit more exciting. The tuning of the ECU got better, and um, the bike was just evolving and getting better. I feel like this is where we're at with this 250-300 KTM. As the years goes, goes on, the tuning of this bike is going to get better, and... There's going to be more sold. I'm going to be able to uh, ride this thing at more events because it's going to be easier for me to ride. So you will get that smooth, low-end character. It does build better up in the mid-range, so it has really, really good mid-range response. Again, once you get past that rich point of the bike, it's really crisp and clean. And then it doesn't quite rev as far as a carbureted machine that I've tried in the past, but what's nice is you can short-shift this, this 300 Unlike other two-strokes in the past, when I try to short shift, it falls on its face. I have to clutch it, and again, that's where that phrase comes in. I have to work really hard. I don't have to do that with this 300. It actually likes to be ridden in third gear, amazingly enough. Uh, We talk about third gear all the time. I beat third gear over the head so many times on this show because it's basically the gear you can do almost everything with if you can reach that gear through corners and just leave that third gear going down the straightaway. You can with this 300SX. I have yet to feel another two-stroke that I was able to do that with in production form. Sure, I've tried other two-strokes that are built. I can run third gear. But I just couldn't take a bike off the dealership floor, two-stroke, and be able to ride in third gear. Even when I changed gearing on some of those bikes, I still couldn't do that. I am running stock gearing, and I can run third gear in corners, even in tight corners. Sure, it does... Get a little bit, but a fan of the clutch, like that. That's my fan. And then you're back up in the meat of the RPM. It's that easy. Can't do that with other two strokes. So this is why I get a little bit of a chubby when I ride this bike because it it has great recovery like a four stroke. That is the reasons why I like this bike so much. And of course, you guys heard me on Race before that I've really had my, a lot of fun. On two strokes. I rode a KX 250. I wanted to buy it because it was so much fun. It was, it was work. It was a lot of work, but I had a great time. It was clean running. The chassis was light. I had fun, but would I want to go race it? No. This two stroke actually, actually makes me want to go race a two stroke race. I get asked every year, Hey, Kiefer, do you want to ride two stroke national? No. Just don't feel like it. it's a lot of work. You know, I got a lot going on. Don't really want to put the time into riding this bike a few weeks. It just, don't do. It's not fun for me. This bike, I feel like, is fun for me because I don't have to change my style of riding to ride it. I can just be like, this is what I got. I'm going to ride it, and it's easy for me to ride. So, kudos to the guys over at uh, the engineering department at KTM for creating a two-stroke engine that is four-stroke-esque. And you two-stroke diehards are probably hating that word, I know. This is not a four-stroke keeper, F-U, blah, blah, blah. But, you have a blend of both. That's the beauty of this machine. You two-stroke diehards are going to love it. You four-stroke guys are going to love it. It's it's mending both fences right now. This is what this bike is bringing. It's, it's, it's the kumbaya of motorcycles right now because it's bringing both sides together. I'm the four-stroke flag. A lot of my friends are the two-stroke flag, but we're meeting in the middle because they rode it, and they even like it. They're like, holy shit, this is the next bike I have. If you're a vet rider thinking... Hey, I wonder what bike I should ride to have the most fun. I race on occasion. 300 SX would be great. And I'm going to talk about suspension in a minute. And it's the suspension still doesn't even feel like a four-stroke WP stuff. It's amazing. So the KTM engine, again, rear-wheel traction is high. It will not rev quite as long as a normal two-stroke, but you can short-shift it. And I think... As this thing evolves, as we know more about it, as I ride it more, as I go to Jamie or Chad or whoever it is on the aftermarket side and and create a better ECU setting or what we call in the old school world, carburation setting, even though it's not carbureted, I think it's going to be that much more fun for you guys to ride. And we're keeping the cost, I think, even though it's a $10,000 motorcycle, we're going to keep the cost down in the long run because I feel like we can ride this bike longer. Uh, Rebuilds are not going to be a nightmare. If we do rebuild, it's not going to be $2,000 to rebuild. So uh, a lot of things to like about this KTM engine, and I think you guys will love it too. Hey, guys and gals. We'll be right back. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. Just stand by about seven minutes worth of commercials. We'll be right back with the KTM 300 SX Special. Screenprintingdone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t shirts made? Go to screenprintingdone.com. This is a t shirt. You can get anything you want on that t shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase. Like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non synthetic? It's tough. But, you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050 to me 1040 is a great weight check it out barracuda blood series um it's been through baja 1000 the 500 mint 400 vegas torino all of our test bikes here 100 percent synthetic oil it's great stuff uh you put it in and i run about two and a half engine hours i take it out and man it still comes out pretty damn clean so You can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, Uh, Brake calipers, Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there. That actually flexes. So go check them out. Protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So Protaper.com. They have race cut grips. They have sprockets. They have chains. All different kinds of things. Go check them out. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the for Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them. PowerMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Time. Why you punish me? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential and, of course, You'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to LitProLive.com. You can email me, Chris, at Testing.com, for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as you're, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because... There's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and a- Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on liprolive.com. We are back. Thank you for hanging tight. On with the show. Now, before we move on to the chassis and suspension side of things, I feel like I want to talk about what this bike is like compared to a 350. been getting a lot of emails about that. Kiefer, what should I get, a 350 or a 300? It's very tough for me. So I love a 350 because it's light. Um, The inertia, the crank mass is a lot less than a 450, so the bike feels really light in the corners. It's free revving. But you do got to keep it a little bit more on the upper RPM ranges than you do this 300SX. If you like to lug and you like to be a little bit lazy, I think the 300 two-stroke is a little bit better for you than the 350. If you want more uh, pulling power out of the corner, the 350 is better. If I'm coming out of a corner going uphill, the 350 is going to pull me better up that hill versus a 300SX. Uh, If you just like to lug your way around and then fan the clutch a little bit and then be a little bit, I'm going to say a little bit, a little bit behind the horsepower or torque feeling of a 350, the 300 is just that. I just don't think you're getting the sheer number, or I shouldn't say number. You guys are gonna freak out on the dyno. I don't think you get that same torque feel, the seat of your pants feel as you exit a corner on a three hundred two stroke like you do a three fifty four stroke. I'm getting more pulling power out of the corner on a three fifty four stroke versus a three hundred two stroke. Uh, the three hundred feels lighter than the three fifty. I feel like the suspension action works better on the two stroke versus the four stroke. Uh, If I were going to buy one bike, if I say, hey, Kiefer, you're going to buy one bike and do uh, a couple races like I do, big races that I do, and have fun on it, I think I would choose a 300 (laughs) two-stroke. I'm laughing because I can't believe I just said that. That's how fun this bike is to ride for me. It's really fun. And another aspect to that is because of the suspension. So, Moving on to that, yes, it still has an AER air fork. It has its own proprietary settings from the four-stroke side, but that's not why it feels less harsh. I think the crank mass and the weight feeling of this 300SX makes the fork feel better. I talk a little bit about crust and harshness in the on the four-stroke WP side of things. And for whatever reason... The five times that I've ridden this bike on different tracks, I've never once got that in my head of thinking, oh, man, this air fork is a little bit harsh. Never got that. I bumped my uh, bar setting to 10.8 from 10.6. Um, I'm 170 pounds. I went to 10.8 air setting bar, and it has good hold up. but yet I still never got that harsh, crusty feeling like I did On the four-stroke WP side thing. So I think that has something to do with how the, the engine builds its RPMs. I think it has something to do with crank mass. I think it has something to do with weight. That this fork doesn't feel as bad as a 350 fork. So I can't really sit here and bitch about the suspension because honestly... It feels pretty good in stock form. Sure, would I like more holdup? Of course. I would I valve it? Yes, of course. But I'm not rushing out to go get a sixty five hundred WP kit, a uh, spring conversion kit, or a cone valve fork. Honestly, I think I always say this, I want to give this air fork more of a try on the four stroke side of things, and then I ride it two or three more times, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'm out. Because it just it's always harsh. I haven't even got that feeling yet on this on this AER fork, on this 300. So this makes me like the bike more because I can deal with the fork more. And that's been the problem for KTM for years. Like everyone says, man, I love a KTM. I can't live with the air fork. Well, I can live with this air fork because it doesn't create a harsh, crusty feel to me like a four-stroke. If KTM – if I could write an open letter to KTM and just say, hey, you guys – If you guys would just put a spring fork on your bikes, let's say they go to a 6500 insert for stock and they got rid of the air fork. No one's going to think less of you, KTM. No one out there is going to be like, oh, yeah, KTM left the air fork. Ha, ha, ha. We told you. No one's going to care. We promise we will not laugh at you. We promise we won't talk trash on you. Just go to a spring fork. You can add a pound or two to the bike. It's fine. It's fine. A little bit of weight is not going to hurt this bike. But I think overall, your line of motorcycles will be better off for a wider range of people without the air fork. And I know that's what you guys use. You guys use this air fork technology to say, hey, no, we create a wider base with this air fork because you can just dial in it with air if you're 200 pounds or 150 pounds. False. Because when you add air, it gets worse. Sure. Sure. This 300SX didn't get worse when I added air, but that's not the case throughout the whole range of motorcycles. So, it's okay, KTM. It's okay. Let's go to a spring fork. Let's all live happily ever after. Pneumatic spring is fine. We don't need air. We're not a mountain bike technology-based company. Dirt bikes are a lot different. It's fine. Pneumatic spring is just fine. So. I know some of you KTM employees do listen to the show. So take it to the top. Do I need to have a meeting? Heinz, do I need to have a meeting with you? What What do we got to do to push the pneumatic spring back into production form? It's okay. But kudos to you guys for making an air fork on this bike that's not horrible. I can live with this thing. So uh, 10.8 bar. I have a 12 out on compression. I'm 13 out on rebound. I'm at a 104 sag setting, uh, one and three quarters out on high speed, 11 out on low speed, and then I'm 10 out on rebound on the shock. So that is the setting. Uh, I will put some of those settings up on my website when I ride a little bit more and see if they evolve, but that is the baseline setting that I've created right now for me. 170, well, now 175 pounds after Thanksgiving. So. That is the baseline setting that I'm hitting. But good job to KTM for creating a suspension setting that is pretty good, and I don't have a lot to com- to complain about. Chassis feeling, really fun for me. And if you guys know me, I love to corner a bike more than jump a bike. I think hitting a corner perfect is way more of a rush than whipping or jumping a double. I like hitting the corner just perfect and getting that feeling. This bike gives me that lightweight feel. It has good front end traction, even with this fork. It's balanced off-throttle. I don't get a lot of pitching. So overall, chassis is stable. I honestly think this chassis on this bike is more stable than a four-stroke. We've talked about how harsh um, or rigid the new style four-stroke KTM chassis is compared to the older one. I still get an older chassis vibe as far as straight-line stability, with this two-stroke frame, again, I think it has something to do with weight and the two-stroke inertia. So for me, uh, if I'm going in a straight line really fast, I would rather have a two-stroke than this four-stroke just because it's more compliant. I feel more of my tread inside the dirt. Can you imagine that? It's a two-stroke, and I'm saying that. Holy shit. But this two-stroke does have a blend of stability and nice-feeling cornering um. I I, What I like to call it is progressiveness leading into the corner, and what that means is I can start my lean a little bit early, and I have a lot of this tire contact patch feel as I'm entering area one of the corner. And then, being that it's a lightweight two-stroke, that area two to three is so easy because you can just dip it right down. It lays over really nice. Four-stroke a little bit stands up more, and it's funny because now I've been riding this two-stroke more, I can see how much weight or the inertia of the four-stroke hurts the cornering. So with this 300SX, it's really easy to corner. So if you're having problems with your cornering and you want to be better at cornering, I think this 300 will help you. And for me, like I said earlier, it's just it has enough rear-wheel traction that you can exit corners, get hard on the gas, and not worry about sliding it out. There is this one area at Cahia Creek where I would made a left-hand turn and a berm The berm at the top was really soft and blown out, so I had to ride the middle part of the berm, which is kind of slippery, and then I had to accelerate to kind of do this double-double, and it was more like you could actually just manual the whole thing, but if you, like, over-jumped the double and slammed in that third one to jump over the fourth one, it was kind of edgy. There was ruts going up the face of that first lip, and the bike actually stayed really straight. On some four-strokes, I would come out around that corner, and the rear end would skip out, and give me a, a nervous feeling when I hit that third jump. Well, the two-stroke, I could just slam in that third jump and skip over right over that fourth one, and it was it was less unnerving on the two-stroke than the four-stroke. So a lot of great chassis feelings for me on this two-stroke, and I'm a big stability guy. I'd rather have a bike that's more stable than have better cornering. One, one of the reasons why I don't really prefer a Honda chassis because I, it's not as stable as, let's say, the older Yamaha, or the new Kawasaki. I like bikes that feel planted to the ground, and I will help myself corner the bike versus the bike helping me. Uh, I just feel like it's just a safer motorcycle. I think that's why the KX450 is such a good bike, because it feels safe. It feels planted. It feels long. Um, Sure, it doesn't corner as well, and I complain about that at times, but I would rather have a bike that just simply is planted to the ground versus just have razor-sharp cornering. Uh, the KTM 300 has a blend of both, so you're getting the best of both worlds. Uh, another thing that I do like about this two-stroke, it doesn't vibrate as bad as the older KTM 2 strokes. so that is a plus. I had very uh, <laughs> harsh feeling in my bars on previous KTM two-strokes and vi- lots of vibration through my pegs. I don't get near as much as that uh, with that with the 300SX. Not a lot of vibration, even with the stock bar, I would still go put a pro taper bar on it if it was me. I think uh, they have a lot of nice bends. You can go to a Husqvarna stock pro taper Evo bar. That will help you as far as damping that vibration even more and giving you some more flex. Uh, I would like to put like a split clamp on this bike just to see what it does, just like I do on the four strokes, give you some more comfort in the front end. And for me, like, I also think, and this is important to me too, that KTM needs to do something about their spokes. You still have to check your spokes a shit ton, even on this two-stroke. The spoke next to the rim lock is always loose. I check my spokes before I ride. I come back after a 20-minute moto. That spoke next to the rim lock is always loose. Even when this bike is broken in and is seated, you still get that spoke or two next to the rim lock that on the rear wheel that is always loose. So Maybe go into a, a different heavy-duty spoke. You can use the stock hub. The hops, the hubs are really good. The rim is fine. It's just the spokes are not quality spokes on the KTM, which is rare on a KTM because there's a lot of quality parts. Uh, brakes are excellent. Hydraulic clutch, of course, you guys know all about that. That is is, you're either all about it or you're not. I'm okay with it. I still prefer a cable, but, you know, Brembo does great things in the brake world, and they make decent hydraulic clutches, so I, you know, I think you off-road guys appreciate the hydraulic clutch more. I uh, haven't really screwed with gearing yet. I'll look into that. And uh, ergonomics, of course, are you sit on the bike, you feel at home right away. I do like the bar bend. Uh, if you guys are a little bit taller, you can go to a plus five millimeter riser on the bar mount. Uh, Adrian over there has bar mounts at Ride Engineering. You can check out, and he has you know risers and things you can. You can actually bring that bar mount up a little bit, then you still use that flat bar to get comfortable, but, you know, I still think uh, the cockpit of the KTM is one of the better ones that we have out right now, and man, I remember years ago that the KTM felt foreign. Well, nowadays, you can get on a Japanese bike and get back on a KTM bike, and it feels normal. Uh, The the 2022 Yamaha is the one that feels really weird after you're jumping back and forth on bikes, but... Overall, the layout of the bike is really nice. It's nice and seamless. I don't get hung up on anything, and just it's a fun bike to ride, man. It really changed my outlook on two-strokes. Again, I'm not a hater; just don't like them as much. So, you die-hard two-stroke guys, stop flipping out. But overall, we're going to ride this thing more. KTM's nice enough to let me use this thing long-term. So we'll talk about durability. We're going to work on some um, ECU settings. We're going to try to make this thing a little bit cleaner. Uh, Try some pipes on it, which ones work, which ones don't. You're getting some more torque. I wouldn't mind a little bit more torque. A lot of you guys are saying, oh, the torque number is on. Look, it still doesn't have that torque feel like a 350. So everyone just calmed out about dinos. Um, You are a dyno. If you're listening to this, you ride dirt bikes, you're a human dyno. That's what matters is when you swing your leg over that bike and you go ride it, you're the dyno. You're the one that's going to feel it. You're the one that's going to tell People like, hey, I felt this and this. That's it. You're the dyno. I don't want to see a computer tell me what the curve does. I'm good. I will tell you what I think. It's my opinion. So you guys create your own opinion with that. But I will tell you guys this. 350 four-stroke still does feel like it has more pulling power and torque out of a corner. And for me, it revs farther than a 300. But the positive, you can lug a 300 more. You can corner the 300 better and then if that in turn gets you out of the corner in a quicker manner than a 350, then of course the 300 is better. So it really doesn't matter if the 350 pulls you better out of a corner or has more torque or pulling power. If you can simply get in that corner quicker and accelerate out faster on the 300, that's the better bike. So it's all relative, people, and it depends what type of rider you are is what bike is better for you. But again, like I said, if I was going to have... A gun to my head and say, Okay, Kiefer, you only could pick a three fifty or a three hundred throughout the whole year. You're gonna have to race Loretta Lynn's and then uh the World Vet Nationals. What bike you pick? And I think I'd pick a three hundred two stroke just because I know I can ride the shit out of it, and not get as tired, and I can add a little bit more torque, maybe with some pipe and some ECU settings and have fun. And it still feels light, ah, I would go that direction. So that's my pick. All right, so that's uh, that's what I got in the 300SX. If you guys have any questions about this bike, Chris, K-R-I-S, at com. I'll try to answer as best as I can, as much as I know, um, share that information with you. And uh, as we evolve this bike along, as the weeks go by, we'll be having more information up on my website, and or we'll do another podcast. But... So far, man, this bike is uh, is really fun. I know those things are selling out everywhere they go. They are out in dealers right now. Power Motorsports, if you guys want to deal on one, Power Motorsports is uh, the official dealership of this podcast in 2022. So if you want a deal, at least a Kiefer Inc. deal, hit me up. I will get you in contact with David over there at Power. And, yes, moto shippers, they will ship to your house. I'm in California. Power Motorsports is in Oregon. There is a way to ship your bike to you so you don't have to even go to a dealership. It's pretty nice. Um, just hit me up on my email, and I'll get you in contact with the guys over there. So stay tuned for more over at If you guys want to get some merch, Heather at Testing.com or just go to our shop area on our website. Uh, look for more videos over on racerxonline.com, and that brings me to that point here right now. We did do a video. I brought Eddie Larrett and we covered about 20 minutes, 15 minutes of the 300. Eddie's about 220 pounds, vet guy. He goes over his opinion. I go over mine. And if you guys actually want to see the bike in action and um, watch us break down the machine, just go to racerxonline.com and check that out. So we got the video side over at RacerX. we got the talkative side over here on this show. And we'll do some written stuff over on Pulp and on testing.com too for you old schoolers. Uh, thank you for listening. Be good to each other. Stay safe on the track. And we will see you next week.